In any relationship, there is a trait that every relationship has to have, and that is truth. It is impossible to have a healthy relationship when falsehoods are spoken, when lies are perpetuated. And so today, we are going to talk about the importance of truth in relationships. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word. And my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in, and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out. And I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into His Word and I saw how much He had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years, and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I want to share with you. Eric, it is the first week of February. We're wrapping up football season, which I know you love so much. Wasn't it great watching that football game, uh, the Rams and the 49ers last weekend? Oh my gosh, what I was so uh, energized by is everybody else in the room. I would have hated to watch that game alone because man, when the Rams came back and they kicked that field goal at the end to win the game, it was just, it was a party, man. It was just crazy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I love that game. Yeah, I know you're a Rams fan. And we had several, we were at my house and that was a great time watching that game. It's interesting you say to watch alone because uh, I never was one to watch football, but mm. I've really gotten into it because I enjoy doing it with you and my friends and it's a good time that's it and and honestly men tend to bond by doing stuff so that game man we were all in uh the ladies tried to enter into it not as much now are you do you like to watch the olympics no (laughs) (laughs) but there's whole other reasons on that one (laughs) okay no problem i just figure skating doesn't interest me (laughs) no no it's the tights you know, I can appreciate any, you know, truly talented person. Yeah. I can enjoy it, but you know, I'm the same way. I don't turn on the Olympics, you know, daily to watch it. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> so we've we've got a, a serious topic today, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have in store. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, as I introduced, we're talking about this area of truth. And, uh, you know, I want to open up with anybody that's listening to us is that, um, I think every one of us has been damaged by a relationship where there wasn't truth. And there's all kinds of ways it, it, it plays out. Like uh, I had a friend who lied about who he was. And for years, I believed certain things about him only to find out that he was living a double life and completely hid it from everybody, his wife, me. And when it came out, I was devastated. And literally, there was no repairing it. It was done. It could not be recouped. Why? He lived a lie. You know, all of us have had a situation where someone said they would come through for us, and they didn't. And and get, you, you're despondent, you're depressed, you, you're disillusioned. Why didn't they come through? You know, or, you know, it can be even a little lie, or it can be something like, I remember somebody saying, hey, I will hold what you told me in strictest confidence, only to find out that they told other people. Yeah, what's your joke on that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh gosh, it was, it was it's not actually me. It's a, a good friend of mine who says, "Hey, I want you to know, I will hold what you said in confidence as long as the people I tell don't say anything." And I remember <laughs> when he first said that. I, I go, "What?" And then I heard. Then I just started busting up, and <laughs> and so that. we've all been hurt by falsehoods, by lies. But there's way more impact that that uh, believing a falsehood or a lie can do to a person. Yeah, sorry to make light of a serious subject there. No, it is serious, but you know, you 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 know, we go through life and and we we're wonderfully flawed, we're wonderfully human. Every one of us has lied to one degree or another. We've lied to ourselves, we've lied about God, we've lied to one another. And so, you know, again, our desire and our passion needs to be truth. You know, you, you think back at the statement that Jesus made, and, and there are people that quote it even though they've never read the Bible. In fact, I was just uh, with our clients at, at the treatment center, and uh, um, and it was so interesting because I threw out this topic, and this one gal said, well, you know, I said, well, what's, why is truth so important? And she said, because truth will set you free. And I said, well, do you know where that came from? She goes, no. I said, Jesus. <laughs> he was the author of that statement. And, and how does truth set you free? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I'd, I'd like to ask you that question. Well, you think about it. Like, like for me, um, any of us growing up, you know the teen years are always tough. Adolescent years, trying to figure out who you are, how you fit in. And, uh, and I remember growing up, and because I was emotionally, verbally, and physically abused, I felt like nothing. And I remember times looking in the mirror and I really despised even myself. I felt I had no value. I felt I was going nowhere, that I had nothing to contribute, that I didn't have any strengths because I had felt a beat down most of my life. And so as I looked in the mirror, I was believing a lie about myself. And how does that play out? I became like a sponge where I sucked energy out of people because I, I hung and needed people too much. I would exaggerate my accomplishments. I would lie about things just so I could fit in. I became the classic people pleaser because I believed a lie. And, and because what I found out later is I was created by God. I am made in His image. I am chosen, holy, and beloved is what Colossians, Colossians 3.12 says. I am an amazing human being because I have the image of God stamped in me. I was fearfully and wonderfully made in my mother's womb. Psalm 139, 139 uh, uh, 18 and, and on. And so believing the lie crippled me. See, and so sometimes we believe the lie about ourselves. You think of somebody struggling with bulimia or anorexia. What are they believing? What they see in the mirror isn't actually what exists. And so lies are detrimental to ourselves. So what do we, okay, that's, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. What do we do if you've, you've had this realization in your life that I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. I'm, I love that you said beautifully human or amazingly human. And you're, you get there, but then you spiral into maybe this moment or season or day, whatever it is, where you desire to be important and you become a people pleaser and maybe you enter into some lies and believe the lie. How do you turn from that? Oh, Lordy. <laughs> Lordy. <laughs> there, there are several ways. Sometimes you actually get caught. You know, um, uh, truth uh, may hurt for a little, uh, but a lie can hurt forever. I got caught telling a lie in my business, in, in, in my pastorate, 
and I was disciplined by the church, rightfully so. I had lied to my boss, and and he said something to me that just, man, it hurt deep. He goes, you've probably been doing this all your life, but you haven't gotten caught or somebody wasn't strong enough to tell you. And I literally almost lost my job. And some people would say it was a small lie. He had asked if I had done something, a, a project, and I told him, yeah. And then he finds out later I hadn't. And he literally comes and confronts me. It almost cost me my job. So so the thing with a lie is, is you have to look at the cost-benefit analysis. In the end, the cost of telling lies is so drastic you know, as I was sitting with my clients today, they were just naming off the different things. You know, you have to have a good memory if you're a liar. Yeah. Because you got to be able to cover it each time somebody may ask about something, you know. And uh, the other thing is the stress that you live with. Because you have to live with yourself. You don't sleep well. When you're telling lies, you don't sleep well. You don't have a good conscience. It, it's hard to walk with God and be a liar. Yeah. So hold on. Before we go further, you know... Something that is interesting to me, and I'm curious what your take is on this, is sometimes, I I mean, I'm sure I know I'm guilty of this myself, and maybe I've seen other people do it. We lie about things that really don't even have consequence, like just to embellish the truth or make ourselves seem bigger. Like, why, you know, I could see why you would tell a boss, yeah, I got something done when really you hadn't, and you could Because I was covering myself. You're covering yourself. But, you know, sometimes I, you know, there are times that we might lie. For no good reason. Oh, okay. You've been around my wife. It's your mother-in-law. And these no mother-in-law jokes, okay? <laughs> but I will never forget. Um, Debbie, uh, we had gone to the beach, and uh, I was a youth pastor for years, and this one guy, Juan, had offered Debbie his sweatshirt because it was really cold. And so um, he, she went to give it to him after the campfire, and, then she, and he said, no, 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 just, just give it to Eric, and he can give it to me later. Well, Debbie's one of these persons that, you know, when she borrows something, it, it's got to go back perfect. Well, she ends up washing it, ironing it, putting it in Nordstrom's bag. I mean, a note, oh, thank you, Juan. And then she hands it to me and said, hey, can you give this to Juan? I said, absolutely. So I put it in the back of my trunk. And of course, I go to work. Juan's there. He's on staff. And, and, and I get home and Debbie goes, did you give Juan the sweatshirt? Oh, it's that moment where, what am I going to say? And that people-pleasing part of me, that thing of, I don't want to disappoint Debbie, and the justification of, I'll give it to him tomorrow. It would be like I gave it to him today. And I said, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. And she goes, so you actually handed him the bag? And I go, "Uh, yeah. And she goes, so he has the bag and he has the sweatshirt in his hands. I mean, three times she asked me. It's almost like Jesus asking Peter, you know, (laughs) or or, or the uh, soldiers asking Peter, you know, uh, don't you know the Christ? And he goes, no, no. And so I deny, or I, I said yes, that I gave it to him three times. And she goes, no, you didn't. I just got off the phone with Juan and he said you didn't give it to him. Oh, oh. And it was this pause, and she looked at me, and thankfully, she didn't laugh. (laughs) I would have laughed. She said, and and this was powerful, if you will lie to me in the small things, how will I know you don't lie to me in in the big things? And wow, that was so good. In fact, I can only remember lying to Debbie three times. 
because I got, I'm a bad liar. <laughs> she caught me all three times and I paid a price, rightfully so. So, so the problem with small lies is they lead to bigger ones. Yeah. Wow. And it creates doubt in the relationship. That's powerful. The yeah. small lies lead to bigger lies. Oh, sure. Because I got away with it. It didn't hurt, but I got caught. And, and so being a truth teller, it's the, it's the, it is so critical in any relationship because, you know, uh, like one of, one of the, uh, proverbs that I like is faithful are the wounds of a friend. See, like that boss that said, you, you've probably done this your whole life. Now you got caught. That was a truth telling, right? That's right. And I respected him for it. Think about on, you know, in your life, who are the people who have spoken truth into you? And, and I remember a really close friend of mine and uh, I was over at his house when we were beginning our relationship 20 something years ago. And, uh, he's much wealthier than I am totally fine, but I was not content at that time. I had envy in my heart. Envy's detestable because you can't be grateful if you're envious. Well, I'm over at his house for the first time and I'm admiring his cars. I'm admiring his house, his pool, his grass. Everything is just what I don't have. And, and literally, it didn't take long for him to click in. And he looks at me, he goes, you like my stuff too much. If we're going to be friends, that can't be. And I mean, I, I was shocked by his truth. He nailed it. And, and we've been friends ever since. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. What it began to develop in me is the fact that I wasn't content I wasn't grateful and I, I confessed it to God and I began to go on this, this journey of being a grateful man, a content man and, and letting go of the envy, but it would have never happened had he not spoken truth. You see, you know, people will go, what is truth? Well, truth absolutely reflects reality. You know, there's just certain truths that we know, like, like, it doesn't take the Bible to tell me that anger doesn't work. The Bible does say that. But in my experience, because I used to be an anger monger, I, was, I had a short fuse. And I damaged relationships, almost lost my wife, my, my, my marriage over it. And so, so truth redirected me to realize anger was never my friend. It never got me where I wanted. So truth really represents reality. So, so there are just certain truths out there. Something is either true or it's not true. Black and white. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, but again, you know, where do we find our truth? Because the source of truth becomes very, very critical. And, there, and there's an axiom I learned years ago. And that is believing something doesn't make it true. Any more than failing to believe something makes it false. I grew up in atheism. I firmly believe that, that uh, in evolution, that there was no uh, you know, pre-existing being, no uncaused cause, as C.S. Lewis would say. I, I firmly believe that. What a lie. I was totally ignoring the truth of creation, the miraculous nature of the solar system. Who put that into existence? You know, I, I was ignoring the, the miraculous nature of the human body. So I was believing a lie. Oh, but I believed it. So believing something doesn't make it true. But I was failing to believe Christianity, that there's a God who creates, there's an uncaused cause. And once I believed the truth, 
it set me free. So, so again, whether it's faith, whether it's marriage, in, in any relationship, truth and lies is a big, big deal. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there again. Yeah. Uh, so you, the truth sets you free. You, you were saying that you, you believed a lie that... I was trying to articulate it myself so that I can pose a question, but finding that truth is, you know one of life's greatest challenges. People have been seeking for truth their whole life. Why? It's foundational to us. See? And, and how so? Because we've all been hurt by the lies. And, and I mean, you know, you, you think of, of, of Germany in World War II and the rise of, of Adolf Hitler. Okay. The Germans actually believed that he was going to be the leader that would, would accelerate their country and, and bring unity and, and vitality to their country. And he destroyed it. And, 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 and to get his, the attention off him, he blamed what was going on in Germany on the Jews, you know, on the gypsies. And, and we know the story there. Believing lies has huge consequences either on a national uh, or international spectrum or, again, in just at home or in our relationships. You know, uh, Jesus says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So if I operate out of lies, there's, there's a destructive nature of that. that is like, it's like the alcoholic who says, I don't have a problem with alcohol, and yet his whole family, you know, doesn't want to be around him, tries to tell him, he says, I don't have a drinking problem. And he destroys his family, loses his job, and, and he's in the street. Mm. And he finally comes to his senses. See, because he believed the lie. So yeah, this is not a small topic. No, this is huge. And I've got, I've got a scenario that I'd love for you to speak into. So I, I learned this lesson the hard way, but um, it's a lesson I continue to learn. I, I'm a commercial real estate agent. I sell investment real estate. Okay, right. And when I was new in the business, I listed this apartment building for sale and I started to put out these advertisements and the owner of the building that had hired me says, hey, the rents are going to be, you know, X, $10,000 a, a month. Yeah. And I just took his word for it. And so I started to advertise the property, $10,000 a month in income. Come buy this property, you know. So sure enough, we get a buyer, he writes an offer, we do the inspection, building checks out, he goes to review the lease agreements, it does not produce $10,000 in income monthly, it could, and some of the tenants may have agreed to it eventually, but the truth is, we had falsely advertised the income mm. this building produces, and luckily I had some great people involved, we were able to get the tenants to come up in price, but I, it created a mess. Because I hadn't done my due diligence to figure out if this owner had given me accurate information. Then I falsely advertised it. So it happens in business all the time. And this the buyer that came to the table, I mean, sure, he could have walked away from the deal. We could have, he could have sued us over time, you know, different reasons if we had gone too far in the deal. But in business, it has huge circum huge consequences. And we, you know, I think false advertising in real estate is more common than we might think and we embellish the truth as salespeople and a lot of times we do get away with it in that situation i got caught 
luckily, at God's grace, we we did get the deal. But my point is, we get away with a lot of embellishing, and the small lies lead to big lies. And I, just, I would love your take on a business yeah. approach. Yeah, because because again, it's so interesting that you soft spoke what what you just said, embellishing the truth rather than saying we lied. Yeah, well, I was See? taught that. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, don't want to fully admit it. <laughs> Come clean, Michael. Come clean. It could be true. <laughs> yeah. But again, this thing of truth and lies, it affects business dealings and our reputation is set on it. Ooh, there's a there's a key part. Yeah. Right there. Our integrity. You know, are, are we one with the truth? You know, it's very interesting in the first century when uh, potters would make a, a pot, you know, they, they would, uh, you know, put it on and, and they'd make the pot, put it in the kiln and and fire it up. It comes out, then they would glaze it. But sometimes the pot would come out with a crack. And what they would do is that they would fill the fill the uh, the crack with wax so that when they put the glaze on it, nobody could tell it had a crack but them. Mm-hmm. The word sincerely is actually from the Greek without wax. Oh, yeah. Sincerely is honestly. See, so even back in the first century, there were liars. They would take the, the, the pot out of the kiln and put wax in it. Nobody would see it. See, so we're, 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 put, we're tested all the time, every day. Am I going to speak the truth or a lie? Speak the truth or a lie? My reputation depends on it. The, 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 the strength of relationship depends on truth. I mean, think about your eternal destiny. Yeah, God can see the cracks, the wax oh, underneath the glaze, right? Well, I I got to tell you a story about eternal destiny. There was a guy that shows up at my office, and he was literally a rocket scientist. Showed up. I don't know him. He's dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. And he, and he comes into my office. I said, so what are we meeting about? He said, well, I'm about to die. And he goes, so, so tell me why I should believe the Bible and believe in, in Christianity. Wow. I said, wow. I said... Uh, I'm surprised you're asking that. I said, but there's a lot on the line because you know you're going to die. I said, so what do you believe? And he's an atheist. And I said, well, I happen to have been an atheist. And I said, I believed it with all my heart that that you you live and you die. That's it. Kind of a nihilism theory. And I said, but I started studying the Bible. Like Jesus said, thy word is truth. God cannot lie. And I said, I started studying the Bible, you know, four decades ago. And for the last four decades plus, I've never found a lie in it. It, it, always, it always expresses life as it really is. And I, and I go, and I've been to the places written in the Bible. The people that aren't written in the Bible existed. These cultures existed. But I found the truth about Jesus Christ that he died for my sins to give me forgiveness and to give me eternal life. And so we had this wonderful inner interplay questions and answers. So he said, so you're telling me if I don't embrace Jesus Christ, what you believe to be truth, that I won't go to heaven. I said, that's what the Bible says. And I said, well, let me put it a different way. You've believed atheism. I said, what if you're right and I'm wrong? Yeah. I said, I said, I haven't, I haven't lost a thing. You know, I said, I have a great life. And I said, so I eat, I die, or I, I live, I die. I said, but if I'm right, if I have embraced truth and you've believed the lie, 
I've gained everything and you've lost everything. He had never really thought through that what he believed was a lie. Because, you know, and I, I challenged him to read C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity. How can you look at the solar system and say there isn't an uncaused cause? How can you look at the human body and see that there's, there's an uncaused cause, that there is a God who created man? Yeah. Or you, anywhere in creation, God just screams out he exists, but you've believed the lie. Yeah. Now, for that example, he was an atheist. Yeah. Now, now, in other religions, they may have you know, it may be against their religion to claim another God as their God. Mm -hmm. So that would be a oh, completely different conversation. Yeah. Cause you have, but again, you always got to go to your, your, your source is the source of what I believe true. Is it historically accurate? Does it show out in real life? And, and I have studied the other religions and Again, I'm, I hooked my trailer up to Christianity a long time ago, and I, for 48 years I have found it to be true. Mm -hmm. That I love reading the like. I will have people walk up to me, you know, if I'm reading the Bible, they go, "Oh, you believe that stuff?" I said, "You haven't studied, it, have you?" Yeah. See, I feel Christians should not be on the defensive, but on the offensive. When you have truth, historical truth, cultural truth, political truth, spiritual truth, when you have truth on your side. There's a boldness and a confidence you feel. And that, that's a, a really cool point because on the topic of truth, yeah. when you, what I've found, and yeah. may, I'm sure you can speak into this, but if I dabble in embellishing the truth, you know, my, my word there, and it becomes a slippery slope and I'm not confident in who I am because I got to remember all these lies. And so it's, when I decide to turn and come clean and walk again in truth it energizes me i'm inspired you know it's the wind is back you know at my at my back whatever why is that because you can live with yourself see ultimately what we believe about ourselves impacts our attitude the way we carry ourselves when a man walks with integrity there's not arrogance there's a confidence there's even the humility. Remember, we talked about humility. Mm -hmm. Humility is having an accurate view of yourself. Well, if I'm not believing the lies and I'm believing the truth about myself, about God, about the world, man, you can walk in this place and have a confidence, a security. And it's not that life's easy, but you can look in the mirror and really like the person you see in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that truth sets you free. <laughs> okay. There it is, for, right there. Now, the, the operative question, and for... Those listening, what's it set you free from? See, we know that it sets us free. Free from what? Yeah, free from fear. Free from insecurity, chaos. Honestly, truth does set you free. Yes, it does. But yeah, when you, you when just you, labeled it so well. Yeah, and, and, and I think all of us need to do a cost-benefit analysis of speaking the truth. See, I mean, the people that are truthful... Man, there are people you want to be around. People who have spoken truth into me, oh my gosh, I respect them that much more. Faithful to the wounds of a friend. I've been wounded by my friends, but that wound healed and I became a better man because of it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love it. So our, our takeaway is the value today, the value of speaking truth yeah. and understanding the risks of speaking anything that's untrue 
because that that creates that if you speak something untrue it produces fear the potential for chaos you get all those things you just listed and and the freedom that comes with just speaking the truth the energized behavior that follows there's so many great reasons to just walk in the truth that's it and i'd add two things one the greek philosopher said you know the unexamined life is not worth living i would challenge each and every one of us is there any lies i'm holding on to that i need to let go of mm -hmm. and if you can't come up with any there's a second part and that is who are the people that are close enough to me to speak into my life See, I am so grateful that I am close. I mean, first of all, I've got a wife that wonderfully speaks into my life. Sometimes a little tough because <laughs> she knows me better than anybody. She cares too much. I love it. <laughs> but here's the thing. Who are the people in your life that you trust? And do you ever ask them, do you see any wayward way in me? Do you see any falsehood? Do you see anything I need to correct? When you will have those kind of friends, life is good. Yeah, so I'd challenge you, if you don't have people like that, find them. That's a, that would be an interesting conversation to hear. Oh, we'll have that on another episode. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just for anybody, when they enter into that conversation, it's going to be meaningful. Yeah. You know, uh, next podcast, next week, I, I want to talk about gratitude. And uh, it's, it's a big deal. And, uh, and so I want to make sure we hit on that. We'll do that next week. Okay, sounds good. I look forward to next week. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Michael.